What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Capital University, the number one business podcast in the world. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, again, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Leave a review. Tell us if we're poop at this. And if you guys are watching on, on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps out, it, it helps out a lot. Appreciate all you guys. And we have a very, very exciting podcast for you guys today. What's going on, guys? Today, we've got Ed Milet. He's a best-selling author, a life strategist, serial entrepreneur, and a fitness enthusiast. This was an awesome conversation. We hope you learned a bunch from it. All right, Ed, maybe you can just start with uh, letting everybody know kind of your story. How did you build the companies you've got and how did you uh, build the wealth you've acquired? You know, quick version is uh, I, did, I got into business reluctantly. Actually, I was unemployed. My dad got sober, came home from an AA meeting and got me a job at an orphanage. I started working at an orphanage. And what happened for me was I was an athlete before that. I fell in love with like making a difference for these kids. These little boys were all, their mom and dads were all dead or incarcerated. And I fell in love with it. And while I was there, I got recruited into a financial company. And I went into business, to be honest with you, to serve, to like make a difference for like a cause rather than profit. It really was not my outcome to go be worth four or 500 million bucks someday. It was to make a difference in that business. And I, my first business I built was a financial services business. So I know we're going to talk about that today. But life insurance, investments, recruiting and developing leadership, things like that. And then it sprawled off into startups, angel investing, multifamily unit real estate, all that kind of stuff. So started out actually at an orphanage. That's awesome. And, and maybe talk a little bit just about uh, the transition from uh, actually building companies and, and, uh, and kind of, um, you know, selling products to then becoming an investor. Yeah, it's hard because you control it when you, and you understand it completely when it's yours. And so I could drive it with my personality, with my energy, with my determination, you know, organizations take on the personality of the leader. And so when you're the actual leader, you create sort of the culture. When you invest, you're betting on the culture. You're betting on the product. You're betting on the difference. And so the biggest thing I do when I invest in businesses is I try to find people like me that will work 20 hours a day that are totally committed. And like I said in the beginning, like there has to be something special about how much they believe in what their thing does, whatever it is. If it's a gym and people get fit, if it's a, me and Rob Gerdick uh, own a, a startup right now, it's not a startup anymore, called outstanding foods. We're partners in that with a bunch of other people. It's a, it's a chip company that's healthy. Um, but we believe in the product and I believe in the people behind it. So I bet like a lot on the, the jockey and the horse. I want them both to be good. And that's, I, I love angel investing, but I prefer to build it myself just so I can control it. I see that you're a, a motivational speaker. Uh, on on Instagram or on all, all your platforms, and you go off the philosophy. I'm more afraid of being broke than I am excited to be rich. How did you come across that epiphany? You know, that is that, that like hits deep. That that uh, quote itself just hits deep. It's yeah, like a, you know you know what's interesting is that um, I think one of the keys to being successful is eventually just understanding and accepting yourself. Like what moves you may be different than what moves me. I'm a big dreamer, dude. I wanted jets and houses and all that stuff. And I did definitely work towards things I wanted. But I'm a big, like, prove you wrong. I'm afraid of being broke. I'm afraid of people letting down. I'm afraid of being irrelevant. That's a big one for me. Like, my life meant nothing. You know, I think a lot of young people feel that way, too. It's like, what's my life going to mean? What am I going to do? And I think, you know, a lot of culture right now is like, avoid that. Don't worry about it. I think embrace it. Allow yourself to feel a little anxiety, a little fear. It'll cause you to get curious and innovative. And, and to this day, I'm, I'll be, I'm 49 years old, man. I'm afraid of being irrelevant. 
I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't want to be broke. And, and the, the overriding thing, Bryce, is like, I figured out, like, I just want to see how good I can get in life, how happy I can get. Like, be, it sounds corny, but I'm chasing this ultimate version of me all the time. Like, when you were young, man, every year you were different. The eight-year-old Bryce was way different than the seven-year-old, right? The nine-year-old is like a new dude. At some point, early 20s, people start repeating themselves. The 22-year-old is just like the 21-year-old. The 23-year-old is not that much different. And if you're not careful, the 30-year-old will think just like the 22-year-old. And that's when you die in life. So I'm more addicted to like the process of growing me, knowing like the money and the recognition, all that stuff will come after as long as I'm working on growing me. I'm a big growth guy. That's, that's awesome. That, that, that actually is so sick. That, that's actually what I've, I've, you sound like an older version of me. I'm yeah. trying to better myself. I, I actually go through lots of controversies like all the time and like I I'm, just grow- <laughs> I'm just growing and learning. And it, you know what you're doing, brother, that I want everyone to have an example of, money or not, you're living your life. Like this is, you're living an intentional life. You're experiencing life. You're not trying to conform to what everybody else is. You don't go get very wealthy if you think like everybody else. If you behave like everybody else, you're going to have an average ordinary life if you think like everyone else. And the hardest thing as a young person, and you're doing it, by the way, it gets you a lot of heat. It gets you attention, which is good too. But it's like, hey, I'm not like everybody else. I mean, I'm an average person, but I don't want to have an average life. I'm trying new things. I'm growing. I'm experimenting. I think those are all good things to do when you're young. I wish I did more when I was your age. I'm doing it more later now. That's so, dude. This guy's like speaking to us. That's awesome, dude. Um, so I see you're in you're into like a lot of fitness stuff too. Well, yes. for me, most of the changes I know you are too, brother. I see your pictures. Um, I'm gonna start posting <laughs> a whole much more shirtless pictures. I'm 13 million followers behind you. So, um, uh, I you know for me, like, and I'd say this to everybody. One of the catalysts to changing my life or my attitude is my body. Because I can control that, right? I can control when I get up. I can control what I eat. I can control how much I work out. I can't always control whether someone's going to buy my product or follow my video or like something. That's out of my control. What can I control? I can control my body, when I go to bed, when I get up. And self-confidence really is built by keeping the promises you make to yourself. That's how you become confident. You keep promises you make to you. And I can, I can keep the promise of when I get up in the morning, what I'm going to eat, how hard I train in the gym. And then I start trusting myself. Now I'm a beast in business. I'm a beast in everything because I can trust me. Yeah, I've noticed that ever since I started working out. Like again, it, it does put you in like a way healthier mindset, Big time. especially when you're day. like when you're doing other things like business stuff. It's like, oh, okay, I just hit like an amazing workout. Like I feel great. Like I'm ready to just, just start doing stuff. I've, this is my fifth podcast today, and I'm still That's like crazy, on it. You know, what, you, know the, you know the other thing you're doing? Look at this. I'm drinking my gallon of water. The other thing you're doing is. You're doing things other people aren't willing to do. And what happens is you start convincing your mind, because I'm doing things other people aren't willing to do, I deserve to get stuff other people don't deserve to get. And that's a huge part of becoming successful. If you're not conscious, do crazy work ethic and you start going, well, maybe I don't think I'm that great, but I'm outworking everybody. Some good shit should be coming from this, right? And that's what happened to me. I just started outworking. I didn't have a lot of confidence. I wasn't the biggest dude or the smartest. I'm still not. I'm average IQ. Right? I'm a C student. I'm, I'm, I'm not poor when I grew up. I was like the worst place to come from, the middle class. If Same. you're poor, you're like, I want to get out of this. I know what I don't want. If you're a rich kid, maybe you're a little bit soft, potentially. Right? You're in the middle. There's no stimulus one way or the other. It's a hard place. So it's, and I, I had to just outwork everybody. And I see you doing that, man. I think that's what, people think your life's real easy. It's a ton of work. It's a ton of pressure to keep innovating, keep creating 
keep putting stuff out all the time. I know because I do it from the business standpoint. It's so. just great to hear other people like understand and see that from their perspective. I, I hope like more people do see that. I feel like a lot of people do like the, the general public. They do think everything's super easy behind this camera or in front of this camera. Yes. Just not. <laughs> yeah. And, and also like it might be, it's never easy, but it's it, the other thing is how, what's your longevity? You know, like it's easy for a week, try it a month, try it two months, try six months, try a year. This stuff's not easy. Shit, I've been doing it 30 years, creating content and building businesses, right? This stuff is, you got to remake yourself all the time and grow. Ed, talk a little bit about, um, you know, you, you've kind of made multiple transitions in life and built this great uh, pool of wealth. Uh, if you could go back and tell yourself anything at 21 about money uh, and kind of financial education, money management, what are some of those lessons that are just, you learned the hard way, but you wish that you had known when you were uh, 21 years old and starting out? Yeah, I bought stuff to impress people who didn't care when I was young. That's what I did. I bought stuff to impress a bunch of people who didn't care anyway. And uh, what I, I, here's what I think. There's two types of people in life. This is the truth too. There's savers and there's spenders. And the sooner in life you just start going, I'm going to start saving, even if it's 20% of your tips, right? And you just go, that I do not spend, man. That doesn't go to the mall. That doesn't go to Amazon. And you begin the habit, even if it's 20 bucks a month, of just starting to be a saver because I'm an aggressive saver now. All the things I have, all my homes, my jet, uh, my boats, all that stuff, all cash. Probably, se- I probably have 80 million in homes all owned free and clear, right? My jet, free and clear. And that's because at some age, I stopped going, you know what? I don't have the crappy thing. I can't afford to impress people and be stressed about making the payment. I'm just going to start stacking paper and start paying cash for things. And then when markets change, real estate drops, the market drops, I'm a cash buyer. Even if it's small stuff, like in a little two duplex or something at some point, right? You're getting an advantage when you have cash. So I'm a big believer. If you're young, save somehow, even if it's just 20%. I feel like a lot of influencers need to hear that advice. I actually preached even like on my first few podcasts that a lot of these influencers uh, just spend all their, uh, all their money and they don't realize in three years when they're not popping or even like a year, realistically, yep. they're not going to. They're not going to have anything left except all those depreciating assets. Yeah, that's right. You get it. I can already tell you're so smart, man. Like save cash and then buy things that appreciate that are assets. You're going to be a very happy person. The other thing is, I think you all know the rule of 72, right? There's this rule of 72, which says if you take the interest rates you get on your money, you divide that number to 72, it tells you how long it's going to take for your money to double. So if you've got $10,000, you get 6% on your money. You divide that into 72. Right in 12 years, you'll have $200,000. You start getting interest compounding. When you're young, you get more time for that money to compound. You'd be very, very, very wealthy in your 40s. And one cool thing for you, bro, too, is I would say this to everybody is because I saved young, I got to really get rich young. So I could really enjoy stuff. If you're a spender, you may eventually save money, but you're going to be 70 years old. You're going to be riding your wave runner at 70. You're not going to be wakeboarding at 70. You're not going to be you know, skiing in the Alps at 70. But if you save in your 20s, you just get some money saved, man. Buy a good house, maybe get some multi-unit, stack some money together. You're in your mid to late 30s. You might be retired and you're doing whatever you want all day long. I could have retired 15 years ago. And I'm young and I get to, enjoy, I'm still a young, I'm physically young, right? I still get to enjoy things that a young man can have because I saved when I was a really young man. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> And hearing everything, it's just like, I feel like you're me. <laughs> oh, well, that's a compliment. I mean, 
Uh, I Ed, do you have do you have a TikTok? Ed, do you do dances on TikTok? That's the big question. No, man, I need to. I'm on TikTok. I think I'm flying with about forty thousand followers and three views on there. I'm an Instagram guy, but I, after today, I'll definitely get on TikTok. People have told me, hey, man, some of the stuff you say, like Gary V's in this space, he's on TikTok. He's, you know, dude, so huge on TikTok. Yeah, he's huge, and he got in there early, so I, I need to I need to jump on it. I, you know, be honest with you. I got really big on Instagram very quickly, very organically, at least for the entrepreneur and like life strategy space. My podcast got real big real quick and I kind of ignored TikTok, not thinking it was a space for me. It was more like for good looking young dudes like you. And, but the more and more I'm finding it's becoming a, it's the beast platform and people want all kinds of content there. So I got to get on. I'm going to get better. Follow me there, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Ed, any last advice for, uh, for Bryce before we uh, finish up? Uh, I would say, Bryce, that, you know, keep your humility, you know, and everybody that's, you know, in a younger age listening to this is like, hey, stay humble. The more good things that come your way, if you can keep some humility, keep your head about you. And here's the biggest thing. Don't follow the crowd in life. Okay, the crowd. I'm I'm 49. I'm on the other side of this life, man. All my dudes who went a certain direction. Okay, trust me. You know where everybody's going, what they're doing, the stuff they shouldn't be doing, the stupid things they say and do. Trust me, when you get to where I am, you will be so glad you were a contrarian and you went the road nobody traveled. You'll get some crap for it, some haters, but stay disciplined, stay in your lane. Life is not short. Life is long. Trust me. And the decisions you make in your 20s have a whole lot to do with what happens the next 70, 80, 100 years of your damn life. And so life is not short. It's long. Enjoy this time because you'll never have it back. It's the greatest time ever to be alive. But do the right things, man. Do not follow the crowd. Do not do that. And for you, dude, even with all these influencers, I know the ones, I know Amanda Cerny. I know people who are on these other platforms who did the right things that are now very successful people on all the platforms and have saved their money. And I don't remember the names of all the other ones because they're gone. But if you save money and do the right things, we'll remember you because you'll be relevant in all kinds of different spaces. I appreciate that advice, man. I will, I will be different always. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate thank it. You for, thank you for coming on the podcast, dude. Seriously. I'm here for you if you need me privately, personally, anytime, both of you. Heck yeah. We can connect on Instagram and you live pretty close. We should, we should grab dinner sometime. Let's do that. I'd love that. All right. Right. Ed, legend, man. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. If you did make it to the end, if you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, we appreciate you so much. It helps a lot. And if you guys rate, subscribe, and leave a review, it means the world to us. Peace.